Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who are connected with the diplomatic service, directly or indirectly, are strictly governed. I assure you it was not in the least degree in the hope of personal profit that I chose the latter course. Ten days later, a pair of massive golden pepper pots came to me, and, as the king had intimated would be the case, there was nothing about them to show whence they had come. Taken altogether, they were the most exquisitely wrought specimens of the goldsmith's artistry that i had ever seen and upon their underside was inscribed in a cipher which no one unfamiliar with the affair of that midnight fracas would even have observed a r to c c alfonso rex to carrington cox being of course the significance thereof they were put away with my other belongings, and two years later, when my activities were transferred to London, I took them away with me. In London, I chose to live in chambers, and was soon established at Number 7 Park Place, St. James, a more than comfortable and centrally located apartment house, where I found pretty much everything in the way of convenience that a man situated as i was could reasonably ask for i had not been there more than six months however when something happened that made the ease of apartment life seem somewhat less desirable that is my rooms were broken open during my absence overnight on a little canoeing trip to henley and about everything valuable in my possession was removed including the truly regal pepper-pots sent me by his majesty the king of spain that i had carelessly left standing upon my sideboard until last week the general continued nor hide nor hair of any of my stolen possessions was ever discovered but last thursday night i accepted the invitation of a gentleman well known in this country as a leader of finance a veritable captain of industry the soul of honour and one of the most genial hosts imaginable i sat down at his table at eight o'clock and will you believe me gentlemen one of the first objects to greet my eye upon the brilliantly set napery was nothing less than one of my lost pepper-pots there was no mistaking it unique in pattern it was certain of identification anyhow but what made it 
the more certain was the cipher a r to c c and of course you claimed it asked dozy phrase of course i did nothing of the sort retorted the general i trust i am not so lacking in manners i merely remarked its beauty and quaintness and massiveness and general artistry my host expressed pleasure at my appreciation of its qualities and volunteered the information that it was a little thing he had picked up in a curio shop on regent street london last summer he had acquired it in perfect good faith what its history had been from the time i lost it until then i am not aware but there it was and under circumstances of such a character that although it was indubitably my property a strong sense of the proprieties prevented me from regaining its possession who was your host general asked tickletoe the general laughed that's telling said he i don't care to go into any further details because some of you well-meaning friends of mine might suggest to mr ahem uh well never mind his name that he should return the pepper-pot and i know that that is what he would do if he were familiar with the facts that i have just narrated it was at about this point that the gathering broke up and after our cigars holmes and i left the club come up to my rooms a moment said raffles as we emerged upon the street i want to show you something all right said i i've nothing in particular to do this afternoon that was a rather interesting tale of the general's wasn't it i added very said holmes i guess it's not an uncommon experience however in these days for the well-to-do and well-meaning to be in possession of stolen property the fact of its turning up again under the general's very nose so many years later however that is unusual the case will appear even more so before the day is over if i am right in one of my conjectures what raffles holmes conjecture was was soon to be made clear in a few minutes we had reached his apartment and there unlocking a huge iron-bound chest in his bedroom he produced from its capacious depths another gold pepper-pot this he handed to me there's the mate he observed quietly by jove raffles it must be i cried for beyond all question in the woof of the design on the base of the pepper-pot was the cipher a r to c c where the dickens did you get it that was a wedding present to my mother he explained that's why i have never sold it not even when i've been on the edge of starvation from whom do you happen to know i inquired yes he replied i do know it was a wedding present to the daughter of raffles by her father my grandfather raffles himself great heavens i cried then it was raffles who well you know that london flat job precisely said raffles holmes we've caught the old gentleman red-handed well i'll be jiggered said i doesn't it beat creation how small the world is it does indeed i wonder who the chap is who has the other raffles observed pretty square of the old general to keep quiet about it said i yes said holmes that's why i'm going to restore this one i wish i could give em both back i don't think my old grandfather would have taken the stuff 
if he'd known what a dead-game sport the old general was, and I sort of feel myself under an obligation to make amends. You can send him the one you've got through the express companies, anonymously, said I. No, said Holmes. The general left them on his sideboard, and on his sideboard he must find them, if we could only find out the name of his host last Thursday. I tell you, look in the Sunday Gazoo supplement, said I. They frequently publish short paragraphs of the social doings of the week. You might get a clue there. Good idea, said Holmes. I happen to have it here, too. There was an article in it last Sunday giving a diagram of Howard Vandergould's new house at Nippon's Point, Long Island, which I meant to cut out for future reference. Holmes secured the gazoo, and between us we made a pretty thorough search of its contents, especially the doings of society columns, and at last we found it as follows. A small dinner of thirty was given on Thursday evening last in honor of Mr. and Mrs. Wilbur Raddington of Boston by Mrs. Raddington's brother, John D. Bruce of Bruce, Watkins & Company, at the latter's residence, 74 Fifth Avenue. Among Mr. Bruce's guests were Mr. and Mrs. W. K. Dandervelt, Mr. and Mrs. Alicia Scrooge, Jr., Major General Carrington Cox, Mr. and Mrs. Henderson Scoville, and Signor Caruso. Old Bruce, eh? laughed Holmes. Sans pure et sans reproach. Well, that is interesting. One of the few honest railroad bankers in the country, a pillar of the church, a leading reformer, a stolen pepper-pot on his table. Gee! What are you going to do now? I asked. Write to Bruce and tell him the facts? Holmes's answer was a glance. Oh, cream cakes, he ejaculated with profane emphasis. A week after the incidents just described, he walked into my room with a small package under his arm. There's the pair, he observed, unwrapping the parcel and displaying its contents. Two superb golden pepper pots, both inscribed A.R. to C.C. Beauties, aren't they? They are indeed. Did Bruce give it up willingly? I asked. He never said a word, laughed Holmes. Fact is, he snored all the time I was there. Snored, said I? Yes. You see, it was at 3.30 this morning, said Holmes, and I went in the back way, climbed up to the extension roof, in through Bruce's bedroom window, downstairs to the dining room, while Bruce slept unconscious of my arrival. The house next to his is vacant, you know, and it was easy traveling. You, you, I began. Yes, that's it, said he. Just a plain vulgar bit of second story business, and I got it. There were a lot of other good things lying around, he added, with a gulp. But, well, I was writing a wrong this time, so I let him alone. And, barring this, I didn't deprive old Bruce of a blooming thing, not even a wink of sleep. And now what, I demanded. It's me, for Cedarhurst. That's where the general lives, said he. I'll get there about 11.30 tonight, and as soon as all is quiet, Jenkins, your old pal Raffles Holmes, will climb easily up to the piazza, gently slide back the bolts of the French windows in the general's dining room, 
proceed cautiously to the sideboard and replace thereon these two souvenirs of a brave act by a good old sport whence they never would have been taken had my grandfather known his man you are taking a terrible risk raffles said i you can just as easily send the things to the general by express anonymously jenkins he replied that suggestion does you little credit and appeals neither to the raffles nor the homes in me pusillanimity was a word which neither of my forebears could ever learn to use it was too long for one thing and besides that it was never needed in their business and with that he left me well general said i to general cox a week later at the club heard anything further about your pepper-pots yet most singular thing jenkins said he the darn things turned up again one morning last week and where the devil they came from i can't imagine one of them however had a piece of paper in it on which was written returned with thanks for their use and apologies for having kept them so long the general opened his wallet and handed me a slip which he took from it there it is what in thunder do you make out of it he asked it was in raffles holmes's handwriting looks to me as though bruce also had been robbed i laughed bruce who the devil said anything about bruce demanded the general why didn't you tell us he had one of em on his table said i reddening did i frowned the general well if i did i must be a confounded ass i thought i took particular pains not to mention bruce's name in the matter and then he laughed i shall have to be careful when bruce comes to dine with me not to have those pepper-pots in evidence he said he might ask embarrassing questions and thus it was that raffles holmes atoned for at least one of the offences of his illustrious grandsire the end end of chapter ten recording by jane shanley bilrica mass